Hello everyone, my name is Lou and welcome to my podcast called Anatomy Follows Physiology. We just finished up talking about the invertebral joints or the and the invertebral discs. Um, those are your part of your axial skeletal system and we talked about the different types of movements that the vertebral column allows. Now we're going to discuss the elbow and knee which are both hinge joints. The elbow joint is a complex hinge joint that involves the humerus, the radius, and the ulnar. The largest and strongest articulation at the elbow is called the humero-ulnar joint. Um, that's where the trochlea, which is that U-shaped part of the head of the ulna, um, articulates with the humerus, um, uh, I'm sorry, with the trochlear notch of the ulna. Um, and this joint kind of works like a door hinge, as I mentioned in the previous episode, um, where you have a limited range of mo movement. You have a maniaxial range of movement. So the lim so the uh, degree of extension and uh, is limited. Um, and at the smaller humeroradial joint, the capitulum of the humerus articulates with the head of the radius. The muscles that attach to the, the rough surface of the olecranon um, are mainly under control of the radial nerve, and um, the muscles that are um, located in the forearm as well as the um, biceps, these muscles produce supination of the forearm and flexion at the elbow. Um, the elbow joint is extremely stable because the bony surfaces of the humerus and ulna interlock. And a single thick joint capsule surrounds both the humero-ulnar and proximal radio-ulnar joints. So that's something you'll see fairly common in a lot of joint caps uh, in a lot of stable joints is that they'll have a thick joint capsule. So for example, the hip joint it has a thick joint capsule that adds a lot of stability, whereas in the um, opposite, of that is the shoulder joint kind of has a very thin uh, joint capsule. And again, always think that joints are either sacrificing mobility or stability for movement. The radial collateral ligament stabilizes the lateral surface of the elbow joint as it extends between the lateral epicondyle of the humerus and the angular ligament, which binds the head of the radius to the ulnar. The ulnar collateral ligament or the UCL stabilizes the medial surface of the elbow joint. Please see a, a diagram for these uh, ligaments um, as it'll help to make more sense um, in, in terms of positioning. Next, we're going to cover the knee joint, uh, which transfers the weight of the body from the femur to the tibia. The knee joint also functions as a hinge joint, um, but this joint is far more complex than even the elbow or the ankle. So we thought the ankle, and I mean, we thought the elbow was complex. The knee joint's even more complicated. The rounded condyles of the femur roll across the superior surface of the tibia, so the points of contact are constantly changing. The joint permits flexion, extension, and very limited rotation. Um, the knee joint contains three separate articulations. Two are between the femur and tibia. Um, and one is between the patella and the patellar surface. The knee joint capsule um, is a thin and um, somewhat incomplete in certain areas. 
um, type of cavity, um, but various ligaments and tendons of associated muscles strengthen it. A pair of fibrocartilage pads, like the medial and lateral menisci, as I explained in the previous episode, lie between the femoral and tibial surfaces. Again, the menisci, which is plural for meniscus, you have the lateral and medial ones, act to cushion, uh, conform to the shape of the articulating surfaces of the femur as the change in as the position change. So as you move, the position changes, and it's just going to help um, help the help cushion as um, the shape changes as we move, and provides lateral stability to the joint. And then there are some prominent fat pads that help to cushion the margins of the joint. Um, and the fat pads also assist in um, reducing friction um, to the many bursa that might also be between the patella and other tissues. There are p- plenty of accessory structures of the knee, um, so that's why a complete dislocation of the knee is very rare um, because it has very strong ligaments, um, such as the tendon from the quadriceps femoris, which passes over the anterior surface of the joint, and that helps uh, the knee extend when the muscle contracts. Um, You have the patellar ligament, uh, two popliteal ligaments, and inside the um, joint capsule, you have the anterior cruciate ligament, or the ACL, and the posterior cruciate ligament, or the PCL. And these attach to the intercondylar area of the tibia to the uh, condyles of the femur. Um, The ACL and the PCL function to limit the anterior and posterior movement of the tibia and maintain alignment of the femoral and tibial condyles. So sometimes you'll hear some people say, oh, I tore my ACL or I tore my PCL. This is really what they're referring to. They're referring to the ligaments in the muscle inside the joint capsule um, of your knee. And it can be a very painful tear um, where there's damage that um, was probably as a result of maybe an over rotation of the joint. Next, we have the tibial collateral ligament. Um, Clinically, it's called the MCL or the medial collateral ligament. And we have the lateral collateral ligament, uh, also known as the fibular collateral ligament. And these ligaments help reinforce the lateral surface and medial surface of the knee joint. Um, They tighten only at full extension and, again, to further stabilize the joint. So all the ligaments that we talked about in the knee, just to sum this up, help to stabilize the knee joint. And that sums up the knee joint um, and the elbow joints, which again are both hinge joints. Um, In the next uh, podcast, we're going to be discussing the shoulder and hip joints, which are both ball and socket joints. Thank you so much for listening and please stay tuned.